Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies Podcast. The comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges. Um, We are winding down 2020, the 80th anniversary of The Joker, Mr. J himself, the clown prince of crime, the um, smiling bandit. Did they ever call him that? They might have. I don't remember. Anyway, um, today is a uh, is a really good one, guys. Uh, my guest today is Lance Lassiter, co-host of Always Hold On to Arrow. Um, uh, a real great guy, just uh, you know, fun to talk to and geek out with for an hour. Um, you know, met him through Always Hold On to Smallville and all those guys, and uh, his podcast, which he plugs at the end uh, of this episode, is, is really, really great. I highly recommend checking it out, uh, especially if you're an Arrow fan. He and uh, our, uh, our mutual friend, Cavante, you know, they do a great job on there, and uh, it's a good listen. Uh, but today, today, we're not talking Arrow, we're talking The Joker, we're talking Batman Beyond return of the joker what and can you believe it it's not only joker's 80th anniversary it's that movie's 20th anniversary i mean are you kidding me goodness gracious where does the time go it's gotta go somewhere in the toilet i don't know i don't know where it goes Anyway, uh, so Lance and I, you know, uh, we wax nostalgic about Batman and Batman Beyond, the Joker. You know, we get into all kinds of shenanigans uh, over the next hour, and I hope you guys enjoyed. It was it was a lot of fun talking to him, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun just uh, sharing all this with you as well. You know, throwing it out there and saying, "Hey guys, like, if you like Batman, if you like Joker, so do I. Let's be friends. You know, no more negativity, no more of that." We don't like it. Um, as always, you can find me Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for Comic Junkies. And also, if you have any uh, suggestions, you want to write a review, uh, go ahead and post that on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Uh, any word of mouth is, uh, is uh, you know, there's no such thing as bad news. But there is such a thing as bat news. You can also email me for comic junkies at gmail.com. All right, let's get into the episode. Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. <laughs> That's if he was old laughing. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome Lance, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh of course, you know, we've been uh, talking for a little bit about getting you on and mm-hmm. uh you know, all things uh, Joker, Batman, DC, all good things, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, before we get into our topic today, uh, can you give us just a little bit of your uh, quote-unquote secret origin or how you became a comic junkie, as as I say here? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> it seems like it's always been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I have a a Batman shirt my mom made me when I was like two. So like, mm-hmm. I have uh, like, that's still around someplace. So that's how long I've been a, a fan of Batman. And <laughs> I would, you know, I remember coming home from school 
in first grade, kindergarten, first grade, and immediately going to the TV to watch reruns of the 1966 Batman mm. Adam West show. And then, of course, the animated series debuted around that time uh, of my life as well. So I was, I've been in with superheroes since I was at a very young age. And then basically since I can read, I've been reading comic books. Yeah. Is, uh, so even though you host the, the, Green, the Green Arrow podcast, uh, is Batman yes. your favorite? So, yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, Batman's not only my favorite, like, you know, DC comics character or comic book character. He's like my favorite, like, fictional character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would definitely agree with you there. There's a, it's really great um, in, to, to hear people's stories. And I think it always stems from childhood in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And I feel like it, it always, it almost always is Spider-Man or Batman the kids are drawn to. Um, well, and, you know, and Superman also, because yeah. I also grew up with the Batman 89 with, with Keaton, but also the Superman yeah. movie as well. Yeah. Like I watched that on repeat that and Superman too. I, I probably spent the most hours of time watching. So, <laughs> so Superman for sure. Like, and I always want to try to give Superman his credit because you know, Superman yeah. and like Batman and Superman are my two favorite fictional characters. Yeah. So, yeah. so like, I think the two of them have a lot to offer and have a lot to say about a lot of different things. So yeah, those are like, that's what I really kind of made my bones on, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of branched off, into everything else that I eventually got into. Yeah, they're good, uh, for lack of a better term, that's a good enough term, they're good gateway drugs into the rest of the DC and Marvel universe even. Uh, And even the larger universe outside of that with Mm -hmm. all kinds of different comics and stuff. Um, So today we're talking and oh my gosh, I realized this a couple days ago before we were gonna record. Mm -hmm. It's 20 years since Batman Beyond Return of the Joker was released. I'm old. So, yeah, <laughs> I thought oh. the same thing. Um, and this is also Joker's 80th anniversary, so he gets a two for there. So mm-hmm. good for him. Uh, do you remember the first time you watched the movie? Did you watch it when it came out? I can't remember the first time I watched the movie. I do remember making a night of it when it came on mm-hmm. Cartoon Network's Cartoon Theater. Do you yeah. remember that? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Friday nights or Saturday nights or whenever they did those things. Yeah, I remember and that. I, I remember making like a night of it. Like I remember like I, you know, asked because I was a kid at the time. So like I, this is 20 years ago. So I remember ordering pizza and just yeah. going to my room and watching that movie. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like having some popcorn. Like I made a night of it. So yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Now I can't remember if that was the first time I saw the movie or not. But mm-hmm. I, I do remember doing that to watch it. I, I remember it was, I think it was around Christmas time because I remember watching it on Christmas. Um, so I, so somewhere around there. Um, and so being, now I did that with Phantasm. Yes, yeah. Because that came out Christmas Day, and I, I do remember going to the theater to see that after, you know, in the afternoon. Like yeah. After opening presents and a nap, that's what I did. <laughs> I, I remember that too because I, I was the same. I, I went with my mom. Um, and being like totally blown away, of course, um, yeah. and and same with uh, with Batman Beyond, of course. Uh, were were you always a, a Batman Beyond guy with Batman, or did you were you not? Because it's I, I asked that because a friend of mine, and you know we'll get into this. I remember uh, when I first you know got into high school, refreshment, and she was like, "Oh, I'm, I love Batman stuff," which is the first time I'd ever heard of, like a girl say that. So <laughs> I was like, I was like thump thump, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but she uh, she was like, "But I don't really like Batman Beyond." I was like, "Oh, really? Why not?" And she was like, "Well, it's it's not really Batman." And I was like, "Well, well, no, it's 
Batman Beyond. It's supposed mm. to be different. Yeah. You know, so were, were you at all like that or were you on board immediately? Um, I think when I first heard about what they were doing, I was like, that is silly. <laughs> right? Like, what are we doing here? And then mm. I watched the then I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this is awesome. I, I, yeah. I, I totally get it. This is a, a great direction. This is this is unique. It's original. Uh, and and if there is going to be and o- over the course of the series, if there's going to be any person that is going to take the mantle of 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 Batman, the only deserving person in my mind at this point is is Terry McGinnis. Yes. Uh, based on based on the success the success of that show and what they were able to do with it. I mean, he's still a popular character today. Oh yeah. You know, so uh, that kind of shows, you know, what they the goodwill that they built up and like the, the quality of what they did. So yeah. uh, at first, when I first heard about it, I was like, this is kind of silly. But then, you know, me being me and us being us as fans, like, of course I, I tuned in to watch cause you know, out of curiosity and right. loyalty to the brand. And mm-hmm. then I ended up loving it. Yeah. Um, I, I think I was the same way. And I remember being just so enamored with it. And uh, my, my oldest sister, like she's, I think she prefers Batman Beyond over the regular Batman. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, she, uh, like right now I live in Erie, PA. She okay. lives in Pittsburgh, so she's about two hours away. Gotcha. So when she first moved there, like every, like every other weekend when we'd go up to visit, you know, she, you know, again, showing our ages, she would tape it and yep. we'd all watch it together, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and And she did that of her own volition. It wasn't even like, you know, it wasn't even like I, I said, hey, can you tape that? She was always just like, yeah, like we're we're watching this. Come on, sit down. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember when they announced the, because it was so different. It's different back then. You know, we didn't have like the internet to say there's a Return of the Joker movie coming out. Oh, yeah, right? no, there was nothing. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> I think I think there was just previews in other animated Warner Brothers movies, like like the Iron Giant or so. something. You know? I think so. I'm not, e- I'm not even sure because I can't even remember what, the, the advertising for that was back in the day. It might, I might have honestly seen a trailer for it or a commercial for it, like on like Kids WB or yeah. Fox Kids or wherever it was airing or on Cartoon Network. One of the one of those three. Right. Uh, I I think something like that because I don't remember how I became aware of it, but I remember becoming aware of it and getting excited, mm-hmm. and and then being like, oh, this is so cool, like you know, Return of the, you know, obviously if they Return of the Joker, you know, with Batman Beyond, it's, it's just automatically iconic. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I remember the trailer having the Joker laugh and feeling like, oh, it's, it's, it is the Joker. So it's not just like Terry has a new Joker, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, which I think would have been kind of cool, but um, at the same time, it uh, is more exciting for it to be the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember when you, when you first watched it, did you, did you guess what, what was going on with the Joker? No, I didn't. At, yeah. at the, at, I didn't. I was, I was, I remember, I think I was pretty shocked, but I yeah. didn't, I didn't guess it. Yeah. Um, and I, and normally I'm a pretty good watcher of, of, of things and I can get those things, but I, being honest, I can't remember if I did and I don't think I did. Yeah. I, I remember thinking right away, cause they have the character Jordan Price, mm-hmm. you know, who looks like the Joker and obviously is voiced by Mark Hamill. Yeah. Um, and I remember right away thinking that's not him. It's not because mm. it's like it was just so it's obvious. Too, see, that's too obvious. Like I, I yeah. do remember that, and I do remember thinking like it can't be him. That there's something. There's some other aspect of this. Yeah, I just didn't know what it would be. What it would be. Right. Um. And I, <laughs> I, I remember thinking like you know these guys they're not like it's it's not going to be like a time travel thing, right? Like 
maybe it's a clone. Like maybe there's going to be like a Joker army at the end. Like mm. I, I really didn't know. So when it was, you know, the Joker had the DNA chip with, you know, with, uh, in Tim's body. Yeah. I, I was like, Whoa, like that's actually a good twist. Like mm-hmm. something I legitimately didn't see coming and, and props to those guys. And same thing with, um, you know, Phantasm, like you were talking about earlier, just really good twists that was like, yes. you, you couldn't have guessed it. Agreed. You know? no, and, I agree. And there are clues throughout, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you're sort of, it's almost like <laughs> you forget that there's a mystery because the story is so intriguing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, the highlight of the movie was definitely the flashback scene when you learn what happens. I remember. Oh, just, of course. And, and even now, I, I kind of stand, stand at the edge of my seat going, oh, oh, now we're doing this. We're showing, like, back in the day, you know, with yeah. Batman and his prime and everything. Um, and I think that I was so glad. I was so glad that they gave the Joker his regular face and not the no <laughs> red lips face that he had in the new adventures. I and hated the, the, that. And the, the black eyes. Yes. Yeah, like, I... It's interesting because the Joker ended up going through some interesting cosmetic changes yes. between Batman the Animated Series through Batman Beyond and even in uh, Justice League because in in this movie, he kind of looks more like what he would eventually look like in Justice League because yes. this, pre- this, this predates Justice League, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. So I think they, they kind of were like, yeah, this is a good one. Let's keep this one for the Joker. And yeah. I think universally people do not like the the new adventures uh, look of him. No, no, I, I, it just, it looks too off. It doesn't mm-hmm. look, look much like the Joker, you know, and it's, I mean, it's still great performance by Mark Hamill. The stories oh, yeah. were still great, mm-hmm. um, but it just was so like, this doesn't look like the Joker. Whereas like every other character I thought, with the, with, also with the exception of Batman, I missed the yellow oval. Like I'm a yellow yeah. oval guy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I always missed that. And I always felt kind of weird in the Batcave when they had the costume set up. I was like, can't you just have the, the other Batman suit there too? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> weird because, you know, like, do you watch like the Watchtower database? Shout out to them, that, that YouTube channel. I, I've, seen, I've seen bits of it. Um, okay, they, they go on a deep dive about the yellow oval and the costume continuity. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny, but it is interesting because I I always thought that when the, I remember when the new adventures started to, when they debuted mm-hmm. and the first episode that we see is that vignette of holiday nights. Yeah. And I remember thinking when you see, you know, the last one where it's, well, actually when you see the first one, you see Batman in a no yellow oval and a pouches uh, utility belt. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this must be a, like a prequel type of, a show like, yeah because in batman the animated series when we see batman with pouches and on his utility belt and no yellow oval that was in robin's reckoning and he right. was a younger batman and that was like oh so that's what this is going to be and then later on in it you see you see batman and robin and the and the robin is young he has the and and i was like oh this is like early adventures but then it kind of gets thrown off because barbara's still there and then yeah. i kind of and then it's like so what are we doing here but it, it's an interesting <laughs> deep dive to go down with yeah that. I'll, I'll have to check that out. I, I do like those guys. Um, and it was really funny because I found out about them because of uh, our mutual friend, Zach, mm-hmm. um, because I tweeted out um, in the Justice League episode with uh, the Justice Guild. Yes. I was like, 
why why aren't they the Justice Society? Mm-hmm. And I I must have caught Zach at the right moment because he was like, because of this, check out these guys. They interviewed yeah. Dan Reba and he tells all about it. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I was like, I turned to my friend, we were watching it. I was like, I literally have an answer. We're going to watch this video. <laughs> so, nice. and I thought that I listened to their answer and side note real quick. I thought it was stupid, but mm-hmm. it's fine. It's what happened. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other thing, but um, it's so, it, I, this is a, a Batman movie that I think, I mean, this is top five Joker stories and I'm including okay. comics, animation, movies, you know, I'll agree I, with you there. I, I think it just, it hits all the right notes. And I think what is one of the best parts about it, and I didn't really realize it until I was older, was um, that the fight to the death with Batman and the Joker mm-hmm. isn't a fight for Gotham City. It's no. just, it's family. It's personal. You yeah. know, it's, um, have you read the recent uh, Three Jokers? I have. Yeah. So it, it was. it's a little bit like that, where it's just, um, it's, you know, we're not fighting for, you know, it's not like the Joker war that's going on in the other books um, that's taken over Gotham City, which is fine in that sense. But I sort of preferred it this way, where it's just Batman and Joker, just this is Joker just at his most evil, you know, like. In Return of the Joker, you mean? Yes, yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And I think in a lot of ways, this is a a better, this is probably one of the best like final Batman versus Joker type stories, right? Because mm. there's lots of those out there. Like you have the Dark Knight Returns, you have that, you have this, you have countless other types of examples. You know, you right, have the Dark right. Knight, like, you know, like final, like, you know, this is them going at it for the final time. Right, right. I think this is probably the best of those. Yeah, right? because, I agree with that. Because, because Batman loses. Right. Yeah. Like there's nothing like there's nothing he can do that will change the the victory that joke that the Joker acquired in this. Right. Yeah. He he captures Robin, corrupts Robin. And like that, like and at the time, it looks like that damage is irreparable. So yeah. it's like he like what, what can Batman do? He can't go back in time. Right. Like right. it's like he he won. He took a piece of him, literally. And yeah. so and whether Batman broke his one rule or not that wasn't going to change anything so the joker in fact won yeah yeah it's uh it's i mean it's it's really dark for quote-unquote a kids movie (laughs) you know yeah Yeah. um i i think that what these guys excel at is that when when you hear the term all ages you think Mm -hmm. like oh well that's for kids right whereas um i genuinely think like no no this this is what they should mean by all ages that kids can watch it and enjoy the action but us as adults can watch it and really go, damn, this is a really well-made movie, a really well-told story. Yeah, and you know, it's it's similar to like what, you know, like Pixar does, or oh yeah, even even some of the other Disney movies. Like yeah, like you know, the main draw and the main audiences for that is going to be kids because you know it's cartoon cartoon looking. You have you know bright colors, all that type of stuff, right? Sure. But that doesn't mean you can't tell mature stories mm-hmm. and through that type of medium and this is no this is no exception and i think that you know we have to i think we've been conditioned to just think that just because something you know may be presented a certain way that it automatically is you know 
a either not deserving of something or is should not be respected or shouldn't be counted for for whatever right yep. and you know you can you can make a, an argument for that type of philosophy being with a lot of different things but in within regards yeah. to animation though like we shouldn't just automatically judge a book by its cover and just assume it's like oh it's just for kids and there's no there's no there's no substance there. There's yeah. oftentimes more substance in animated projects than there are in the live action <laughs> projects. Yes. And this is no exception. <laughs> yeah, uh, 100% agree. Um, I, I would credit something like, uh, as strange as it might sound, like The Simpsons for sort of bridging that gap a little bit. To no, that's, say, that's, a, that's a great example. Yeah. That's a 100% great example. Um, and I, I remember watching The Simpsons as a kid and being like, I don't think I get this. And I think my dad didn't like it. He didn't think it was funny. But <laughs> but then like, as I got older, I would like start to get the jokes and start laughing. Cause again, just the immediate like, oh, it's a cartoon. I can watch this. And then yeah. my dad being like, you can't watch that. Don't watch that. <laughs> well, yeah, but, like that South Park, for example, yeah. early family guy, like they mm -hmm. all kind of accomplished <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think that it's funny you bring up Pixar. I, I hadn't thought of that. A, another great example where I, it's funny, like friends of mine, when um, uh, Inside Out came out a few years ago, we were like, we're going to love that I, movie. Yeah, me too. I was like, we got to go see this movie. And it's like, it's like, are we going to feel weird being like adults going to see this movie? And I was like, hell no, the kids can wait. I'm paying for my ticket. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is, which is funny, but just because like we, we grew up with that. And I think mm -hmm. as a result, we, since we grew up with it, we kept seeing it because we remember seeing those types of things like tour stories like ours right yeah so each time there's a new one we're like yeah we're gonna go see the next toy story but then yeah. we're all, that also kind of means that we're seeing everything else that they produce as well because of the because of the credit that they built up with what we had when we were younger yeah and so uh it's just funny that like we grew up with it and it's something that now we share with other people and sometimes yeah. you know try to make sure that we are first in line for <laughs> above other people <laughs> but yes but it is something that we continue to, to do and it's because of the credit they built up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and these guys with, and, and I wish more of these movies could get um, live action or I'm sorry, not live action, um, uh, theatrical releases. Uh, I agree. I mean, well, obviously not now because, you know, yeah. <laughs> and nothing's open, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in the uh, hopefully near future, uh, you know, cause I think like Batman beyond return of the Joker, that would have been incredible to see. That would have been great. Yeah. You know, and, and especially when it's like, you know, say what you will about the uh, Killing Joke animated movie. Um, mm -hmm. I I will always say, because when they did like the two night showing in, in my town, mm -hmm. my friends and I went and I was like, there was nothing like seeing or hearing Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy on the mm -hmm. big screen. It just got, I just got chills. Like, uh, oh yeah, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> when that came out, you know, for, for its theatrical release, like I was there for that. Oh, yeah. And each, each time that they do like special like events where they put, you know, Phantasm on the big screen, like mm -hmm. it's happened a couple times down here in Houston and mm -hmm. we've gone. Yeah. Like I'm not missing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny because they, they just had uh, the first Ninja Turtles movie a few weeks ago and I, mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to go, but I would have loved to have seen that on the big screen too, you know? Oh, yeah. That's one that I, I mean, it's not animated, but. Um, oh, that was my first movie, so. Like really? Period. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that's a dark one too. <laughs> yes, it is. Man, it's like so, hey, we turned out okay though for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I'm fine. I, I, at least I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> My therapist says I am. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta check in with him next week though. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's I think what 
what Batman Beyond, and I've thought about this a lot lately, uh, what Batman Beyond did better than, than probably it should have was that mm-hmm. Terry was his own character. He was not at all a mini Bruce Wayne, you know? Yes. Um, he, he, was, he wasn't just like a carbon copy. Like it, it would have been easy to, just to make him a broody, angry teen. I mean, he wasn't an angry teen, but it was a different kind of anger, yeah. you know? Uh, so it's like he, he got to be his own character and grow in his own way so mm-hmm. that as the show went on, I never felt like I was watching just Batman in the future. I was watching, like I said before, Batman Beyond. This is yeah. a different character. Yeah, well, there, there's, there's that aspect, which you're 100% right on. You hit the nail on the head on that. But the other part of it is he is not a sidekick. He was never like Robin. He was never Nightwing and like filling in the shoes. And, and he was never like in the shadow of Batman. He was yeah, yeah. Batman, which they, which they present in the part two of the first episode where he's yeah. just like, I am Batman. You know, yeah. like he makes that, like he makes that, def- that definitive statement when the guy's like, you're just some clown who thinks he's Batman. He's like, no, I am. And because he is, he's not pretending to be, he's not like a former protege. He mm-hmm. is Batman, as you say, yeah. beyond. He is Batman of the future. So it's, it, which is an interesting dynamic that gets brought up in the film where he, he makes that statement. He's like, look, I was never Robin, right? Like, yeah. I'm not like, this is like, I'm Batman. And it, and it plays into the, into the climax when he's fighting the Joker. Yeah. Because he he figures the Joker out. Just yeah. as the Joker figured out Batman. Yeah. Terry figures out the Joker. Yeah. That that I think is one of the best scenes in any of these animated movies. Um mm-hmm. just the way he just really messes with the Joker. Oh yeah. It, I love it. So it's it, I mean first and foremost, it's funny. Yes. Like and then just and they perform it so well where you just hear the Joker just get more and more pissed off like Mm -hmm. like he's he's like two seconds away from being like joe biden like man will you shut up you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) not to get topical but uh, (laughs) i mean who would do that on a podcast (laughs) oh my gosh uh we try to stay away from some of that stuff but Mm -hmm. uh go blue anyway um (laughs) but uh it i think that's that's really what's great about about terry's character is um like right away when it's interesting because how scared of the joker that barbara and bruce were when he comes back and tim of course Mm -hmm. and and you know they're both like stay away from it don't deal with this and and terry just in a weird way him not being afraid of the joker him Mm -hmm. standing up to him is is what saved him it's true and he's and he's that way from the beginning like he thinks it's a joke Mm -hmm. he's just like He's like, what are you, why are you guys so frightened about this guy? Now, granted, the Joker is a credible threat, right? Yes. But he's a, but he's from a, at this point in the film, like he's from a, he's from a different era, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and as, as times evolved, like, you know, yep. the game changed. So like his old stuff is not going to be effective with this new age Batman. And right. I think that was a, that was a nice, interesting thing to, to play up because, because if he's automatically like a joke to Terry in a way that he's not threatening because he was still threatening to where Terry finds his dad dead. I don't know if you caught that, but it's uh, so, so like he's presented as a real threat. Terry just figures him out. But like, if he's in, in, but if he is like, just, you know, not a threat at all, then it kind of 
makes him not a threat to Batman, like in, in our real time. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, it, it, and it's so, it's interesting seeing the, the different fights between when Bruce is Batman and Terry is Batman and how they handle the Joker. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that it's like, it's not that Terry doesn't take him seriously. It's that he's just, he just kind of is like, I know how to beat him. I know what to do that you never did. And he, and that's kind of the way he says it is is like, that's why you were so obsessed with him Yeah. because you, you couldn't get a laugh out of him. And it's just like, it's, it's so interesting and it's so exciting thinking like, man, like this kid really gets, really gets one up on the Joker. Like he does, he does. And it's, it just doesn't happen. (laughs) It's very interesting. And it's, and I wonder if, and I wonder if, the same would happen like kind of in reverse, like how I wonder how successful Bruce would be with Terry's rogues mm-hmm. and how Terry would be with the rest of Bruce's rogues. Yeah. You know, that would, that'd be an interesting thing to kind of explore. They yeah. kind of did that a little bit in the show, like where like he kind of befriends freeze yeah. in the show and Bane is like, you know, not really a threat at all. Like just the venom is, but right. And then they both take down Rache together in a very creepy and awesome episode. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you know, it'd be interesting to see how Bruce would deal with Blight or Ink or mm-hmm. Shriek, right? Yeah. Um, it, it it's interesting thinking about that because those villains are they have some sort of a or, or like Spellbinder who has some mm-hmm. they have some sort of uh, Batman villain archetype to them. Of course. Um, but for the for the most part, they belong to Terry. So mm. that, that is interesting. I never really thought of that. How Terry would, how Bruce would deal with them versus how uh, Terry would deal with uh, Bruce's rogues. Yeah. Um, because I think that would have been interesting. But I'm also glad, for as, for as fun as it is to fantasize about that, I am glad that that's not the route they took. I agree. It, it would have been so easy to be like, well, here's Harvey Dent's son in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's another hallmark of the show and how great it was because it wasn't a retread by any right. means like again the only real ties to the world that we knew and the, the world that we know is barbara who's commissioner which was yep. a nice touch and yep. i like and it's cool that like they gave that they didn't you know fridge barbara and put her you know in a wheelchair even though <laughs> everybody loves oracle but it's cool oh, that yeah. they 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 kept her still in the fight just in a different way in the future yeah they so they keep kept her they brought back Freeze for an episode. They brought back Rachel Ghoul for an episode, and then Bane. But Bane wasn't a threat, so that's only four out of all the episodes they did. Like yeah. it's great that there was not like you know you know the descendant of Croc, the descendant of Harvey Dent. It's like you, we can go down the list. They could have easily yeah. done that, but they didn't. Which yeah. you know, which is really cool. Like they, it helps to establish Terry as his own man. Yeah, and and I think that it's funny you bring up the the Freeze episode. One of my all time favorites. I watch that just as much as I watch this. Um, this uh the joker the return of the joker movie mm-hmm. um because it, it it is interesting to see how terry reacts to these people versus how bruce is because again it, it highlights how different they are as characters or yes. as as people um because bruce is just like hey he's he's a villain that's who he is and terry's like look uh, you know i don't think so you know i've been getting i've been getting to know him a little bit yeah and then and it's a great line at the end of that episode when he's like, I guess you were right about Freeze all along. And Bruce is like, no, we both were. Um, yeah. Just like a little, little tear. You know, it's good. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, I think what was great, another thing that's great about this movie is is seeing Terry have to come into his own. For as much as 
he gets the one up on the Joker and he mm-hmm. figures him out. It does obviously take him a while to get there. Yes. Obviously, because otherwise the movie wouldn't have been as interesting or as <laughs> fun to watch. Um, yeah. But I, I like that there is this journey for Terry in becoming a better Batman. And what way to do, what better way to do that than to fight the Joker? You know, mm-hmm. um, there was, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, the, some of the Scott Snyder comics um, from the new 52, have, have you, you've read those, right? Um, I read everything through death of the family. Okay. Um, no, that's through zero year. Okay. Cause there was a, uh, there was one arc that he did that had like this machine that would help build a, a young Batman that would start him at like 27. He'd be downloaded with Bruce's memories. And okay. then every, like, I think it was like every 27 years he would, cause they did like a future story in one of the annuals where he would come up and be, he'd be the new Batman and the okay. old Batman would train him. And okay. I was like, that's an interesting topic, an interesting story. And I kind of dig it. But growing up with Batman Beyond, I feel like you lose that aspect of the the legacy of Batman. It's like it's it's almost more interesting when it isn't Bruce Wayne. Um, when Dick Grayson was Batman, those are some mm-hmm. of my favorite comics. Um, when Terry's Batman, again, some of it's, my there, there's some interesting stories there. Yeah, uh, even Jean Paul Valley. Yeah, yeah. Um, those I haven't read in like since I was a kid, um, but it's that. There's a reason that character stuck around for 30 years, you know, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting when there's, you get to see how other people are as Batman. And I think that. Terry yeah. It's, has... Well, the interesting thing about that is like, it's, inter- it is interesting to see how other people will do in it. And we've gotten a couple of examples of that, even Gordon. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we always come back to Bruce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because there is something, because there's something about Bruce that is that, you know, to quote, himself from from the nolan trilogy that's everlasting right yeah that's there's a reason why we keep coming back to him yeah um yeah so i i definitely agree with that that it it's nice to see the other characters but it does it should come back to bruce Mm -hmm. but uh, (laughs) but i think that um what batman beyond did was that it put a really cool stamp on this brand new character that that we could get into as kids and um and and all I can think, and I've heard you guys talk about this on uh, on Always Hold On to Smallville. It's like, well, if you're gonna if we're gonna bring Michael Keaton back in the Flash movie, yeah, why the hell aren't we gonna have Terry McGinnis? I, <laughs> no. I still I still can't get over that sentence, but that's that's <laughs> that's for a different podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, it's just like you see those pictures on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. It's like the you know the Michael Keaton now next to a picture of old Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond. It's just like look, it's right there. Like, just, let's just do that. You know? Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. And they're, yeah. they're not doing it. I don't understand why. Yeah. It's, it's a shame as much as I'm looking forward to the Batman. I, I would be mm-hmm. curious as to that, what that version of it could be. And who knows, maybe HBO max, who knows? Um, but, but anyway, getting back that, to... I uh, think that is the, the general question there. Who knows? <laughs> um, but getting back to uh, Return of the Joker, uh, I think uh, it's interesting watching it and thinking that you you get to see the Joker really just, like we were talking about before, just it's such a personal battle between him and Batman. And I 
And that flashback scene is so powerful and so dark and haunting. Yeah. And, and again, it's like, this is a kid's movie. <laughs> um, but you know, th- cause there was, there's two versions of it, right? Yes. There was the, the version that, that, you know, we saw when we were kids um, that's quote unquote, like the PG version. Then there's the PG 13 version mm-hmm. where, cause in the original version, uh, the Joker gets electrocuted and that's how he yeah. dies. He like trips. Yeah. And, and then there's the, uh, like the quote unquote, like director's cut or, PG-13 yeah. cut, the Snyder cut version of that, um, <laughs> where uh, where Tim shoots him. Yeah. And there's also, like, little line changes here and there, like, at the end, Joker says, any last words for the old bat fart? And I was mm. like, oh, is that, like, a PG-13 word? Likely. Like, <laughs> sure. Um, but stuff like that. But anyway, uh, they... Um, but that's that's the version that I don't think I've watched the original version. I've seen there. I've seen the the you know the kid gloves version mm-hmm. once, mm-hmm. and I think it and I think it was after I saw the 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 unrated one, you know mm-hmm. the real one, the one yep. that everybody should watch where, where Tim shoots him. Yes, <laughs> uh, because again, like it, it it doesn't carry the same weight with the 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 PG 13 version. It, it really doesn't uh, the, the way yeah. that the Joker and like the thematically, it just doesn't, it just, it just doesn't hold any weight. Yeah. Uh, the fact because... that Tim uses a gun, like the th- the one and, and kills the Joker. Like that's two things that Batman will not do. Right. Yep. And has, mm-hmm. and has set, set out and made it very clear and plain that he will not do, he will not kill. And he also won't use a gun. And then he has his protege doing it. And like his reaction afterwards, like, like Tim's reaction afterwards, like when he's he's laughing because he's you know he's you know full of Joker juice, but yeah. he but the the bit of Tim that's in there is heartbroken because he knows that he he himself Tim did not want to do that, but yeah. he ended up doing it for and you know for the good of himself, Batman and Barbara. Yeah, you know, it yeah it's uh it it's such a. It's actually uh, Andrea Romano doing the the laugh and then the cry. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I guess the, the, right there. Yeah. She, I mean, and she nails it too. Like, yeah. That that was the thing she was so great at was casting. Like, yes. Would you have ever thought to cast Eric Matthews as Batman? <laughs> you know no. What I mean? <laughs> especially especially having grown up with eric matthews yeah. like <laughs> the way i'm sure that the two of us did because like yep it's like it's like let, let me put it this way season two and beyond eric matthews because eric in, in season one was pretty normal yeah uh kind of like like how ross was normal in the first like few seasons of friends yeah. and then he just became an idiot uh, <laughs> same thing kind of happened to eric in season two they just made him just complete idiot yep. but uh but yeah I, I get what you mean like i had no idea that it, like eric matthews would be batman but yeah you know, he did a great uh, job. I, you know, and, and again, going back to the idea that, that this was before, like, there was like an internet and IMDb. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know who it was, but I just remember, um, like, recognizing the voice. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think I saw it, like, in a magazine or something, like a TV guide or something that was like, you know, Wilfred L. And I was like, are you serious? And, yeah. <laughs> and I did the same thing years earlier with uh, Mask of the Phantasm. I'll never forget seeing that credit that said, and Mark Hamill as the Joker. And mm. I was like, it's got to be a different Mark Hamill, right? Oh, no. That's not Luke Skywalker. And oh, then yes. And then seeing like an interview with him, and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I love, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this uh, or, or heard this or whatever. It's, uh, I'm sure Wilfred Ellis said it many times uh, where he was, he said, when I was at the recording booth for Return of the Joker, I was standing next to Mark Hamill on my left and Kevin Conroy on my right. And I just sat there thinking, just shut up. Just read your lines. Yep. Because at any second, they're going to realize you, they hired you by mistake and they're going to fire <laughs> you. <laughs> and I was like, um, I've never related to someone more than in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, I remember the, you know, going to Comic-Cons, you know, remember when we could go to Comic-Cons? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I missed that, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and I met, and I would go in lines and meet celebrities and I never really got starstruck. I was just, in my head, I was like, Hey, they're people, you know, let's just talk to them. I'll make a joke, you yes. know, we'll laugh and get something signed. Uh, when I met Kevin Conroy, you know, mm-hmm. he looks up at me and he goes, say, hi, how are you doing? And I was like, hi, sign, yeah. sign, sign this, please. And he was like, <laughs> okay. And I had to like kick myself and go, all right, shut up, get, get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> he probably gets that like thousands of times. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um but uh, and I was a little bit the same way with uh, with Mark Hamill. I, I got to meet him once. Oh wow, and, nice! Oh, it. I mean, that was like that's something we lucked out with. Where I was like, okay, the Mark Hamill line. We get in at ten. His supposed to, his you know his thing starts at eleven. We got to go right there right now and get in line. Mm-hmm. And we weren't even the first people in line, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, but you know it was it was great talking to him. Um, and I, I think I've told this story before, but it's a fun story where. Uh, at that point, the Star Wars Blu-rays had just come out. So oh, okay. I, I had rewatched them, and then I get, <laughs> I you know, I get up there, and he's like, "Oh, hi, how are you doing? You know, nice to meet you." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, you too, man. You know, I I just rewatched Star Wars. Um, I think you made a really great transition from boy to man in those movies." And he was like, "Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you've probably heard it a thousand million mm-hmm. times." And I was like, "Yeah." And the Joker is just like the best and he went oh i love playing the joker oh yeah and then he could tell he went on and on about it it was great um and i and i loved that like uh just seeing that passion in him Mm -hmm. and and same with kevin conroy seeing that with him you know he'll you know uh have you met him at at, at a con i've not i i did i i tuned in on a virtual panel that he did yeah which i thought was great yeah and but no, I've not gotten the the opportunity to meet him though. Um, now I did I did make a YOLO purchase and purchase an an autograph from these virtual things from him though, uh, because <laughs> yes. you know why not? But oh, yeah. uh, that is definitely on my on my bucket list is to meet Kevin Conroy for sure. It's it's great because you'll see him jump on the table and do the whole "I am vengeance, I am the night, I am Batman." Like awesome. He loves to get the fans all riled up and everything. <laughs> awesome. Um, and I see that even with uh, with Wilfred L too. Like um, these guys, him I've met. Yeah, um, yeah he's great. Um, he, he's great. He's just as funny yeah. in real life as he is on screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it it's so great meeting these three guys, and and just getting and and seeing and being able to tell. It's like I mean, they're celebrities, of course, you know. So who knows what goes on behind yeah. closed doors, but at least to us the fans they're so gracious and they're so ex- excited to be there mm-hmm. and it's just like and it, and it means something to us you know this, we grew up with this yes. and you know you know we can watch batman beyond return of the joker and i think it's great in this for us because there's a sense of nostalgia to it like oh i loved this when i was a kid and it makes me want to watch the rest of the show but now we watch it as adults and go but this is still great yes. like this isn't like 
you know, I, I was rewatching um, like the, the Scooby-Doo movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like, I'm just like, man, this is a, like the live action one. I mean, um, yeah. like th- this is kind of a silly movie, which mm-hmm. by design, uh, they, they wanted to make it like a live action cartoon. Uh, yeah. But I just watch it and go, man, this is kind of silly. Like, I mean, that's just how it is, I guess. You know, same with like the, the original Power Rangers movie. Oh yeah, it's I was very, just about to say it's like yeah. it's very much like that with with Power Rangers, and I yeah. love Power Rangers, and I 100% understand what it is. But yeah. <laughs> it's you know the show that I had in my head is not what I see on screen most of the time. Yeah, and uh, but you know, shout out to the comics though because the comics are the show that I yes. thought I was watching in my head. So yes. uh, so I get the best of both worlds. I I read that that Kyle Higgins tweet because he mm-hmm. wrote the he wrote the. Power Rangers comics, the original Power Rangers comics, and the uh, and the Batman Beyond 2.0 comics. He did, mm-hmm. um, and it it's like with the Power Rangers, I I felt like the way he described it, like I I'm not writing the show I remember, I'm writing the show I felt. Yes, which I totally you know like you just said, hundred percent on board with. Mm-hmm. But with Batman Beyond, it's almost like, well, you, you didn't really have to do that. You could watch, you could write the show that you watched and felt. Yeah, you know, and. And luckily, when they made this movie, when they made this uh, Return of the Joker movie, it's the same people obviously doing it. But <laughs> yeah, um, it's they're just giving us an extension of this. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I agree. we get this great Joker gang characters, you know, just like in the TV show, and then we get uh, the the you know the real Joker in it as well. Yeah, um, and then we get the the flashback. You know, we get to see how Terry actually would be against the Joker, mm-hmm. and it's so interesting because it's not much of a fight, but it's so no, satisfying. <laughs> it is. I agree. Yeah. The, and that line is so, is so damn perfect. You know, the, you know, I thought the Joker always wanted to make Batman laugh and you know, mm-hmm. you're not Batman. And it's just, Oh, just, you know, mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, and, and I love that Joker gang. If for no other reason than Michael Rosenbaum's, Christopher Walken impression. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, and loose ends should be tied up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's doing the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah. It'd be, it'd be nice to get, talk to him on his podcast and be like, you know, can you do that again? Like, <laughs> It'd be nice to talk to him about a lot of things on his podcast, but yeah. <laughs> I will not ever have that opportunity. <laughs> Unfortunately, we got to get famous like real quick or something. No joke. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, but uh also, the Kevin Conroy episode of his podcast, if you haven't mm. heard that, is amazing. Yeah. No, but, uh, and, that, and that's, uh, and again, what, what an interesting person. Like, I could have a whole other podcast series about Kevin Conroy. Uh, yeah. He's lived <laughs> a very interesting life. He has. And that's, and so, yeah, he's never short on stories, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, you know, it's, it's so great to see that he brings the same passion to the character from 1990 you know one two. when they started recording yeah one or yeah. two yeah or yeah whatever um to 2020 you know when he's doing these virtual cons and and stuff it's just so it's it's really great because we we as fans can feel it and you can tell i'm sure you've been to cons where you meet people whether they're creators or actors or whoever and you're like okay they're just here for the paycheck yes know? but then there's others that are engaging and are exciting and mm. it's like yeah, this is this is what I'm here for. You know, you just yeah. this, you know, two minute interaction I had made it worthwhile. Yeah. So, 
you know, so hopefully we'll get to go to cons again sometime soon, you know. <laughs> hopefully so. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but uh, beginning, you know, beginning somewhat back to Return of the Joker. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what else is there really to say? It's such a, it's such a, like I said, you know, a well-made movie, an interesting, and it was the first time, at least for me, that I felt like there were there were real stakes to it. You know, like as soon as he says, you know, the little boy or the boy gave such secrets to me, you know, Mm -hmm. and he says, Bruce, it's just like, oh, no, like, and then the Joker in the Batcave. Yeah. You know, the actual Joker in the Batcave beating the crap out of Bruce and Bruce with the Joker smile. Mm -hmm. I I remember watching that and thinking, like, is he dead? Like, this this is it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and even, even now, like, I mean, it, enough can't be said about Kevin Conroy's performance, obviously, but just the visual too, is just haunting. Yeah. And it's just so, I mean, you get, it's like Terry right then sees, okay, this, this isn't just some garden variety wacko as he calls him earlier. He's like, yes, this is somebody that I can, I have to deal with and take seriously. Mm-hmm. And then it's great seeing, it's such a great realization too, when uh, it's like, you know, Joker's like, oh, you know, I know every trick the original Batman and Robin knew. It's like, oh, so this is like, this is like alpha Joker. Like he can fight the way Batman can fight. And then Terry's just like, yeah, but he's not, he's not me. Yeah, He he knows Bruce Wayne. He doesn't know me. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, you know, and I, and I love going to cons and seeing people dressed as Batman Beyond. And, and just feeling like, you know, I I felt like it was sort of the, I don't know, like, it's like Batman the Animated Series, it like overshadowed Superman and Batman Beyond in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because Superman show was, was, was really good. Superman the Animated Series is really good. Yeah. It's, and it's very underrated. I feel like it gets, it gets overshadowed by Batman all the time. It, 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 it does. And, and which is why, like, when I refer to the, you know, the animated universe, I just talk about like that as a whole, because that whole thing is amazing. Yeah. And it's one of the best things that DC has given us is that yeah. entire, is that entire universe from yeah. everything from, from Batman, the animated series, all the way through Justice League. Yes. Um, and then, you know, there were a few episodes uh, with, uh, with Batman Beyond too. Mm-hmm. Um, with Nicole. Yep. Yeah. Um, fantastic episode oh yeah um, and then even in justice league the chronos episode had batman beyond mm-hmm. and that that joker gang too Indeed. um which uh and then the um and then the epilogue episode which if you're not crying by the end of that episode <laughs> man I, okay so that episode i still get goosebumps in, in, in a lot of certain parts but that that episode to me has the best batman scene that we've gotten in with that. ace with ace yeah oh yeah 100 that is the best batman scene that we've that we've that we've that we've gotten and i think that that whole flashback with waller telling that story is batman and i think the people that yeah. <laughs> and i think the people that don't get that like need, like that don't get batman need to watch that yeah. as, uh, versus some other things that people think batman is because i think there's a there's definitely a misconception as about like Batman and like you know who he is, what he represents, and I think that scene encapsulates exactly what he is. Yeah, you know, the, like the the rich guy beating up the poor kind of a thing, right? You know, yeah. But it's like, like no, it's not that. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, in that, in that episode, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I'm sure you've heard that, I guess the original idea for the return of the Joker sequel was mm-hmm. going to be bringing back Catwoman, and that was going to be the story. Mm-hmm. Selena Kyle took Bruce's DNA, and made and you know made Terry and blah okay. blah blah. But I, it's funny because they were talking about that. It was in the it was on the Blu-ray actually the like the retrospective they did, yeah. and and I remember watching that and going, that sounds terrible. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that they didn't do that because <laughs> it makes so much more sense for Amanda Waller to do it over, um, uh, over Selena Kyle because. Selena's journey throughout the animated series, she was in love with Batman, but not really Bruce Wayne. Correct. So it wouldn't have been the same, but Waller kind of with her, all her shady stuff going on, it worked perfectly. Yeah. So I think that that, I'm glad they did not go that route, but (laughs) (laughs) um, so let me, so let me ask you, Lance, um, I had given you just a bit of homework before we started. Um, What uh, if, Matt Reeves comes up to you and says, Lance, you're in charge of casting uh, the Joker for the next okay. movie. Who are you casting? Okay. Well, I have, I, I'd give him three names. Okay. Uh, so the first would be Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. The second would be Dane DeHaan. Okay. From Chronicle. Yeah. And he's also, he's Harry Osborn in the amazing Spider-Man too. Yes. And then my third would be Michael Kelly. And Michael um, Kelly is in House of Cards. House of, yeah, Doug Stamper. As yeah. Doug. And he's also Steve Lombard in Man of Steel. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. He'd be a very kind of quiet. He'd be like the criminal from uh, Three Jokers, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. Those would be my, those would be my choices. Those are good choices. Um, I feel a lot of a lot of people say Willem Dafoe, and it's hard to argue. I mean, yeah, like he looks just he looks just like the Arkham <laughs> Origins Joker already. He, he does, yeah. He's <laughs> just his just his regular face, just his general face looks like that. <laughs> That's um, why I included him there. I uh, absolutely. Um, my two choices. I have two choices. Uh, one would be Evan Peters from the uh, all the American Horror Stories. Okay, because I think that he can play genuinely menacing and scary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we see in like Kick-Ass and the X-Men movies, he's also really funny. He and is. I think that the, the Joker needs to be funny, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and that's sort of what I think was lacking with Jared Leto a little bit, where it's like Heath yeah. Ledger and Jack Nicholson, they had genuinely funny lines. Yes. Um, so I think that you, you got to have that along with the menace. Um, but another choice, and I stole this from a friend on Twitter, is uh, Glenn Howerton, um, Dennis Reynolds from oh. It's Always Sunny. Because um, <laughs> they, a friend of mine, he put, he put a picture of him next to uh, Mikhail Jannon's art from um, uh, from like Tom King's run on Batman. Okay. And I was just like, I feel like Mikhail was watching It's Always Sunny while he was drawing the Joker because he does look been. like Glenn Howerton. Man. <laughs> The gang goes to Gotham. <laughs> hey, what, what are we doing here, Mac? Crazy guys running around. <laughs> they, oh, Charlie, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> that's a that's a mashup we need to see. I I would love that. I mean, Danny DeVito can be Frank and the Penguin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my favorite version of the Penguin, hands down. By the way, um, yeah. 
maybe Colin Farrell will take it. Who knows? But we'll uh, see. Yeah. Uh, gonna wait another two years because of COVID. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's hopefully almost over. We'll see. Uh, well, Lance, uh, this has been uh, this has been a, a blast, man. Yeah, um, this has been fun. And it's uh, as much as it's it's very easy to talk about this movie. I feel like we're just sitting here going, "Yeah, it's great. It's great. There's nothing bad about it. It's great." So yes, we, we all know. <laughs> yeah. So you know, just just it's on HBO Max. Go watch it. Um, assuming you have HBO Max, you know, we'll all, I'm sure, at least out of curiosity, be getting it for the Snyder Cut soon. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Lance, uh, you are the uh, co-host of uh, Always Hold On to Arrow. Um, yep. uh, go ahead, uh, do a do a plug for our listeners. Oh sure, uh, if you are a fan of the Arrowverse or any of those types of shows, or you just want to hear uh, a couple of guys talk about the TV show Arrow and all the things that make Arrow Arrow. Uh, mm-hmm. Come listen to myself and my partner, Cavante Chillis on Always Hold On To Arrow. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. Uh, we are part of the United Federation of Podcasts and you can find us at UFP Earth. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, I highly recommend the show. You know, if you're a fan Appreciate of Arrow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the same thing I thought when, when Zach was doing Smallville, he's still doing it. Um, yeah. It's just like, it's, I listen to it and then I'm just like, I want to go watch it. You know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. exciting. Um, so, uh, I mean, this is, this has been a, a blast Lance. We'll, uh, we'll definitely have to get you back here pretty soon. Um, yeah, man. Know. Thanks. This has been yeah. fun. Absolutely. And, um, and to all you out there, if you gotta go, go with a smile or whatever, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And we're going to end that now. All right. I'd like to end it with a <laughs> really yeah, well, like that's cool. crappy ending.